You're listening to the Restoration Church Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and deep calling to deep. Today's message is brought to you by Lead Pastor Kim Foreman. Uh, and what does undone mean? It means not tied or fastened. Come undone. The prayer and the worship movement of the younger generation are now calling it wrecked. I got wrecked. That means that God came in and when they were in worship and they just got wrecked. And the visual I get with this is a prim and proper classy lady with a beautiful updo. You know, all put up the little curls uh, and then of course makeup to a perfection. You know, dressed in a beautiful suit with the buttons, I mean, and the high heels, just beautiful. And when she is undone, by the one. Her hair has come down. It's lopsidazial. Mascara is smeared. She looks like a raccoon. She's lost her shoes somewhere at the altar. And her suit is all over to the side. That is being undone by the one. In a moment, in a moment, when the Lord shows up, his presence changes everything have we not got a taste of that and in his presence what sorrow is turned to joy my uh, one simple sentence from the holy spirit can solve a mountain that has stood in your way for even years one word one promise one scripture man's plans are changed and the high places are brought low. Amen. And your heart is revealed. Yes. Tears fall like rain. Repentance, sweet repentance comes in the light of his presence. And you can't wait until you make the wrongs right that has been revealed. Whether it's to go to your brother or your sister. In that place, your heart is softened and you can't wait. And what happens then? everything begins to change. And even as the burden bearer, bearer, he breaks the yoke. He takes it upon himself. And not only are you undone, you're not the same. And you'll never be the same. You cannot be undone by the one and be the same. I cannot say enough that prayer, worship, and praise of the Alpha and the Omega has to be the keys to his presence. I cannot play church as usual. I've been undone. And once again, you taste, really taste of the sweetness of his presence. Anything less feels grievous, disappointing, and you feel like you wasted time. I don't know about you, but I've left a many a meetings where others have thought this was good, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, because I knew there was so much more. I even knew that he wanted to do something, and he was hindered, and he was grieved, and everybody else is oblivious to what has happened. They're not even sensitive enough to know, and you walk out of here like, oh my gosh, it was aborted. It, he was going to do. I've seen him tell us, and we have been in great preparation. I'm talking great preparation where we had prophecies and we we're having a prayer meeting in our home and there was expectancy and someone come in even with the spirit of self-pity and completely kill the move of God. And God's allowed this. God's allowed this for training and equipping because of the place he's bringing us. He wants us to know and he wants us to be able to stop and pray and deal with that so that he can have his way. And oftentimes we just play the game and go on. But the time of that is over. Um, and too many times as his church we've had a good service but not a God service. I want a God service every Amen. time I can have a God yes. service. A God's service is when he is exalted high and lifted up, and our hearts yearn for him and him alone. And there's nothing like that when the ecclesia, his body, corporately, in love and unity, move together, and the king of the king walks in the room. We know that, and we as a body have got to experience that. And once you experience that, again, 
nothing else will do. And we limit him and ourselves by not preparing. Let us begin, like the message I gave, let us begin to prepare um, for Sunday mornings. Let us begin to be more intentional preparing as we have a, so that we can have a corporate encounter when we gather by consecrating ourselves. Increase our prayer life and preparation and expect our expectancy, our hearts will draw him if we are expecting him, if we are in excitement that we're going to meet with him because there is so much power when we come together corporately. I'm telling you, there's no telling. I keep waiting for the sound of a sudden wind. I keep waiting to look at all of you with tongues of fire on your heads. I mean, that I am believing for. But I believe that we can consecrate ourselves to a greater level in preparation for Sunday morning. It's not just another day. It's a day that we gather. A day that we gather. And each one of us carry a fire. You put all these fires together and we're all passionate about Him. Think something's going to break out. Something's going to happen. Um, and I want to say prayer is not boring. It is not boring. The pattern God set for the intercessors back at Community Church, you know, and I keep going back there because there was a real fire. There was a real pattern that God gave us that I've never left and it has never fallen short. Um, he said, seek me and I will put on your heart what's on my heart and we together will partner for the change. It's that simple. No lists, and I'm not saying there is not. Intercessory prayer is, is many gifts. It comes under one intercessory prayer, but it has many gifts. And there are people that are anointed for prayer lists. I have Patrice Bates, who most of us know. She's anointed for prayer lists. That excites her. Well, God's gifted her for that. But let me tell you something. We can take that prayer list and put it at the altar. And we can get into that place with the Lord, that intimate place of worship and praise and intercession. He's going to meet the needs. Those are his people. They're his sheep. Yes. And it's that simple. But we need to meet with the king of kings. We need to. That's, that's the pattern. Um, my gosh. Trusting him to meet the needs of his people. Seeking him. Loving him. Being led by him in the power of prayer. Um, I had a dream last week. I think it was Monday when we were, we were on our way. Um, of a man that pastors. I know this man, and God uses people in our dreams as symbolism. He teaches. He's well-educated. He's been so long since he felt the presence of God in my dream that he got into praise. He just sacrificial praise, totally contrary to his stoic, educated, even intimidated nature He's almost so religious, he wore it like a garment. He started shouting praises to God. And then, all of a sudden, his wineskin, his outer garment, it was like a coat. It was like a stiff leather suit of clothing. Stiff as a board, he stepped completely out of it. It was so stiff that it looked like it had been starched, like starched leather. <laughs> It could stand on its own. He came forth soft, shining, and then he began to seek me out in the dream to ask me what happened. What happened? And he had a little eight-year-old niece that was following him around, and his niece was seeking me too. And what were they asking? How did this happen? Why did this happen? And oh, and she said, I like him so much more. I want this uncle. Mm. It was a praise that had broken the old wineskin. The sacrifice of praise. He had become undone. The sacrifice. He was so afraid of losing it and had to understand what had happened. For the first time, he was feeling love. He was feeling the Lord. She was feeling love. She was feeling the softness of this inner man. Um, and this is religion. They have all this knowledge, but it's powerless. 
even sometimes intimidated. It cannot change. It cannot impact the little children or even the next generation. And I begin to wonder with this dream, is this what we're not experiencing right now with this heat wave? Everything's dry and parched. And we begin to do foolish things contrary to our character. When we are so dry and thirsty that our soul and our wineskin is like leather, we became desperate, desperate enough to give that sacrificial praise, to be undone, to no longer be dignified. And, I, you know, I don't care what it is, but I need you and I need you long. And that kind of cry, that kind of, help me, God. Help me, the king. i got to have you. And God will allow us to get that dry and thirsty. And when we get to that place and we begin to cry out to him, then that's when we step out of the old and we step into the new and he can break that off of us. Uh, everything shifted. It was release of the inner man. Knowledge and teaching is the same without the anointing. A soul doesn't retain either. You can have a good knowledge and teaching, but if I ask you the day later or two days later, you'd be like, uh, uh, I think I can tell you what it was about. I have to go back and look at my notes. But let an anointed teaching come from the inner mind, touched by the Lord. It will impact your spirit and it will change you and you'll retain it. Yes. And I'll tell you, and even if you don't quite understand it because of the level of depth it is, I promise you the Holy Ghost will bring it up later when you're at that level of maturity. God is good. All the time. All the time, yes. Praise. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Praise and Judah always went out in war before the army, right? Yes. Praise will cause demons to surface. It will break the prison bars that bind you. Do we not see that with Paul and Silas? It will irritate the religion that's within you that needs to be driven out and cast down. And I have already begun to tell y'all about how provoked I was when I went to the conference inviter. The sound, the praise, the high-level praise, but religion has held this region captive. It is religion and all the leaders that are in the deep waters calling out to God for this area to be set free. Religion is a stronghold that must be broken. And so that assembly, everyone became undone by the one. Uh, those women that had snot flying, they were dancing, they were uninhibited, and the praise broke through even to deliver my grandson, who was in that very city at that very time, in sin, and delivered him and released him from two strongholds that had him in bondage for years. Broke it that quick. Wow. So there's a sound, and I'll tell you again, I've told y'all this before, Viter is a tabernacle of David. More people have come out of Viter, Texas, than any place, any city in, in this region with music gifting. And there's a sound. And again, how do we break through with praise? How do we break through with worship? So those women, heartfelt cries, uninhibited, whether it irritated the religion in me or not, it did what it needed to do. But did it reveal the religion in me? Of course it did. Of course it did. So like David, dancing in a linen ephod, uninhibited, he knew his God in the fields. He knew his God when he killed the sheep. I mean, he, he killed the, the lion and he killed the bear and how he protected his sheep. He knew it when he killed Goliath, it was yes. his God. And he knew it was his God who placed him on that throne. He was undignified in his worship and in his praise. He did not care. And did he not, don't you know, he provoked the people to love his God the way he did. Yes. Have, you ever, have you ever been provoked by someone's love for God? Yes. Have you ever been I'm provoked? I'm provoked because I had to come out of religion after that conference and realize it was the religion in me 
that was irritated and I need to be delivered of it. Yes. And the sound of this next generation is not going to be like anything we've heard because God is in the new. And the sound of this generation has a sound of breakthrough. Yes. And yes. their praise and their worship and the way they do things is going to do what God anointed them to do. Amen. And it may irritate us, but we better see, is that the religion in us that needs to be driven out? Yes. So, when they speak or pray, the power of God seems to show up. When people, when you see people, those people that provoke you because of their way, they just cry very easily in the presence of God. These people have been undone by the one. And once again, you are undone by the one, nothing else matters. You want to meet with the king of kings when religion shows up and prayerless people that are unable to go where you know God wants you to go. What again? You leave sad, you leave disappointed, and you're grieved. Many times they think, again, it's a good service. But you've had the more and you feel sad for them because you know the more. But you grieve for them because they haven't tasted of the more. I want us as Restoration Church to stop, recognize when we are hindered. I want us to be free enough and unified enough to say, hey, let's stop. I'm, I'm feeling a block. I'm feeling a wall. We need to pray. Something's buffeting us. Something is hindering us. Let's pray for the breakthrough and that we stop no matter what and we pray. Because what do we want? If the Holy Ghost is grieved, if there's something happening, we need to push that back. We need to recognize that what happens when the darkness comes to the light, truth exposes it, and then we can move on and God will come. That's right. But we need to recognize something in right. I don't feel the open heaven. I don't feel the presence of God. I feel blocked. I feel hindered. Let's just say it. And if it's personal, and we'll pray for you at that moment, and that wall will come down. Amen. But we, I'm going to tell you, we go as a team, an ecclesia. What did God tell us as a, as a body? That it's not about a one person, not about Kim and Bob or Kim. It's about all of us, every one of us. I mean, I am in awe at how God has gifted each one of you. And I feel like he has prepared a table as leaders before us and given us treasures, great treasures to steward and to love and to help unpack and all of us to grow up together into a new place with our king. Amen. That is our desire. For our God to be with us, to lead us so, so great that nothing else will do. Unbelief and doubt, religion will hinder a move of God. His presence is our heart's desire. Let us, again, bring darkness to the light and let our praise drive it out. And we need, I'm not going to say we're not going to do it. We've got a lot of new songs. And we would like some of the old songs. But one of the things we dealt with in Missouri was um, Deborah got a shovel and some of that old and them old fires we need to shovel out that old ashes from them old fires yeah. and quit looking back because there's a new there's a new and yeah. there's a new fire and some of that has to go and again at that conference we dealt with the Mikhail spirit the spirit on his wife that was ashamed of his David's uninhibited praise. She was made barren. She never had a child. Because the religious spirit that would be embarrassed. Insulted another person's uninhibited call to God. Will cause you to be barren. And so you got to see that in the spirit. There are things we don't understand. There are things that happened in Brownsville. There were supernatural manifestations that were strange to us. Jerking, I mean twerking, I mean all kind of crazy stuff was going on. And you know what? We better be careful not to put our mouth on it. Because I'm going to tell you something. I mean there's a fine line. Because when God does something, we better keep our mouths off, off of it. If we think maybe it's demonic, we're praying tongues. But don't you touch it and don't you talk about it. Because that's the Holy Ghost and He can do what He wants, when He wants, yes, and how He wants. And that ain't none of our business. We better just pray in the Holy Spirit if we don't understand it. That's right. And if we do put our mouth on it, you can become famine stricken. So I'm going to challenge all of us today. Because I was challenged a month ago. 
Well, maybe not even two months ago when this happened. I'm challenged. I was challenged and convicted that I had the Mikhail spirit on me. That I had judged things that I had no right to judge. I put my mouth on things I shouldn't have put my mouth on. So we better be careful. And I repented. And that's the beautiful thing. She didn't have the blood of Jesus like we do. So when we become religious and we begin to judge things of God. And it's God moving. And we put our mouth on it. Then we can end up with spiritual barrenness. That means we can be dry and thirsty like that person I dreamed about coming out of that leather skin. You know, he's so scholarly and got so much knowledge that he thinks he knows. And that's the thing with the teacher gifting and those that are educated. They don't believe in experiences. Well, I've got to tell you our Bible is full of God experiences. And he does use the, the foolish things to confound the wise. And we better know that. Whether it's the jaw of an ass that killed thousands or it's, um, you know, go bathe in the river seven times. Whatever it is. Our God doesn't do it the way we do it. And His ways are higher than our ways. But we better be careful that we don't end up with a Michael spirit. Or there have been places in our lives where people did things or acted ways. And we may have been judgmental and critical of them up at the altar. And so today is the day that we're going to deal with that spirit again. As we talk about some of the things that happened to us while we were gone. And again, I'm not pointing the finger at you. That... Coming right back at me. And I will confess till I blew in the face the ways I have gone wrong and done wrong. But I want our spiritual famine, our places where we're not birthing, it could be this spirit. And we need to repent for it today. And again, got ahead of myself. I want Restoration Church to be spirit-led and the desires of our heart to be in one mind and one accord with the Lord when we come together. He is in our midst directing and leading us into all things. Um, but we cannot, I do not want this to be a prayerless during the week or praiseless or not worshiping. And then we come into the house of the Lord and we will not be able to ascend to the holy place. But if we, and I'm not saying we don't have bad weeks. We all have bad times. We all go through trials. We all go through seasons. But we better be what? At the table in the midst of our enemies doing what? Praising, worshiping, seeking the word, and being that though you slay me, yet will I serve you. And you're going to work all things out for my good. And we better have our eyes on him, even if we might be crying and we may not be understanding. And so when we come into the house of the Lord, we can still ascend together. Yes. Because he is so faithful. He is so faithful. He sees what we're going through. But he sees that we're wrestling with him. He sees that we're continuing to look to him. And that's what counts. Um, we want this house to be a house of prayer. May the altar of our hearts never burn up. Even in the trials. This is what Missouri does to me. I have become undone by the one. As an intercessor. To go to a state full of prayer with an open heaven, with prayer everywhere, every day, people attending. If they're retired, what are these people that are retired doing? They're going to one prayer meeting to the next. They'll start at 6 a.m. and that one will be full of power in the Holy Ghost and they'll go to somebody else's house or another church at 9.30. And this is what they do. I mean, it is unbelievable. And you talk about to be with these people, most of them gray-haired. I love that, too. Fireballs. To walk in a room and to just enter into God's presence that way. They ain't no... It's like, you're there. I mean, you are there. And your spirit's connected to their spirit. And I mean, it's powerful. Um, and it's the ecclesia. Being fitly joined in praying. Smart bombs. Nuclear bombs. Did we hear all this? These people are praying for our nation. They're praying. They are led. They have maps on the wall. And I mean, God is speaking. And they are moving. And it's amazing. When you taste of that, nothing else will do. And nothing else will do. And I got some of that being over the intercessors at community. And that's why when I talk about prayer and the passion of prayer... Ain't nothing like it. 
When you step into who you are and you're fitly joined and you begin to hear and you have the scripture, you have a Psalms, you have the word of knowledge and God says hit this and you know you hit that mark. I mean you feel like you are on the war, you are on the battlefield and you hit your weapon and you hit that thing and you change things. That is the church full of the power and authority of God. And then coming together. Oh my gosh. It's a war room. Prayer's a war room. Prayer, you can change things. You don't have to be there. And that's why I talk about battle plans and laying out maps. Oh my gosh. And knowing that all of a sudden, a week later, two days later, you hear something that happened, something that changed. That's the way it should be. That is real prayer. Um, I mean, you really can change territories, waterways. And again, I can't do the mundane. I can't do church as usual. I have been with a church full of power, arrayed in his glory, making a difference in faith, and my faith has increased. Uh, and again, I'm the daughter of a king. I'm undone by the one, the king of kings. Uh, we must have what they have. So I am provoked. And I want the others to share today uh, how they were undone by the one. And at the end, I'm going to play a song. And it's been playing in my spirit the whole time we were in Missouri. And we're going to play that song and give all of us a time to really look at our hearts. And the name of the song is going to be, um, what is it, Andy? House of Prayer from Eddie James. House of Prayer. Make me a house of prayer. I sang that the entire week in my spirit. And that's what I want with you, but I want you to evaluate. I want you to be able to sit here as we, I just want you to sit and hear the song. And I want you to evaluate your heart. And so after they share, we're going to play the song. You're going to see if you may have allowed a religious spirit to come against anyone in their worship or the way they did things or how they manifested under the Holy Ghost. And you evaluate that, and there's a place for repentance today. God wants to cleanse that religious spirit from all of us. And then we, uh, the team is going to stand up here, and we're going to begin to declare and decree over y'all and um, for what the future holds for this house. Because I want to tell you, these people are coming. They're coming. They're coming to Texas, and they are going to do some awesome things here. Carolyn is going to really be coming. And where is she coming? She's coming to this house. Yes. This is the house that she's returning to. Mm -hmm. And she feels safety here and love here. And she feels like we're like-minded. And she's going to pour. She's going to pour into this house. Yes. That is exciting. Yes, it is. Okay, Bob, come and share. Man, I'll get to kick it off, huh? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, this is what I want to share with you, and, and I need you to. What is this? <laughs> I think it's a microphone. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, now? we okay. want everything. Kind of like one of those things you bong at the. <laughs> Anyhow, what I, what I wanted to share with you today, and I, I really want you to listen to me really good, what I'm fixing to say, is because I woke up Saturday morning and. Um, and I had some dreams um, Friday night, but I'm not going to share those dreams. But I woke up Saturday morning, and I hear distinctively. And this was, I don't think it was just a word for Bob, but it was a, it was a corporate word for the body. And he, and he spoke to me, um, established. He just said the word to me, established. So when I woke up, and I didn't know whether I was still dreaming or whether the, he spoke it to me audibly. But I heard, anyhow, regardless, I heard the word established. And I said, Lord, what does this mean? What does it mean to be established? And so that's the word I want to give to you. And I want you to listen to me because this is our mandate. This is our call. This is what God has called us to do is that we are to establish. So being, uh, you know, kind of wordsmith and I kind of lifted up, listen to me, the definition for established is this, and of course I had to look it up, you know, because I had to find out everything I could about it. And it says it means to set up. It means to achieve permanent acceptance. 
That's the definition of to achieve a permanent acceptance. Now, then I went to Wikipedia, and I said, let me see what that has to say. And it says it means that a dominant a group of elite people that are been brought together by association to take dominion or to rule over nation cities, uh, regions, counties, and, and all of that. So that's what Wikipedia wow. says. But listen to what the Bible says about establish. It means to be settled. It means for us to be secure in a life that God has for us. There's many, many scriptures about established and it says that for us to be secure and to set up and to maintain a secure life of love and of peace and of joy and it's meant for us to live a, a secure life in the world of our our father and it's meant for us to walk in a smooth it's meant for us to be as we are established when we come together you and i come together we are established here and then it, because we are established and we are founded by the word of God, that we go out and wherever we walk, the Lord showed me when I woke up and I was pondering about this word established. He says, you know what? He said, when you walk out there, he says, every place that you step, every place that you go, you establish the kingdom. Yes. And it's not so much words, and that's good to witness to people at Walmart, witness to people on the street and all that, but because you are, the walking word, because you are the sons and daughter of our Father. You walk out there, he says, you establish things in the world. Wherever you go, wherever you walk, on the land, whatever you do, we're at home. Not only that, you go to Walmart, wherever you walk and wherever you go. And one of the things I want to share with you that we're talking about Branson is that we went, you know, there's a threefold cord here. There's Texas, Arkansas. Missouri we made a connection with them people we established a relationship with those people we established a relationship in such a way like Kim was talking about that that it's just a, a burning that they have you know and, and, and one of the things that I we imparted to them and they imparted to us and we imparted encouragement and we Every person that we met, every meeting that we went to, we had just flowed together. We established a relationship. We established kinship. We established what that Jesus Christ wanted us to establish, and that's a relationship and to feel safe and secure in the kingdom of God. And so everything that we did and everything that we, every meeting we went to, we just flowed. And that was the thing, you know. And, I, and, and we flow here. But to go for out of state and they to impart to us the power of prayer and the presence of God. You know, there was Chuck Davis. You, you get him on a roll. And man, when he starts going and the Holy Spirit starts flowing through him, boy, I mean, it's just something else like you've never seen. And, and he got the to, box of matches. Huh? He got the box oh, yeah, of matches. Oh, yeah, he got a box of matches. Because he was sexual. Yeah, he got, he got the box of matches, but... You know, of course, again, Kim brought prophetic things to give to every one of them when we went up there. And the thing is with that, when he's coming, and with that, he showed me, you know, and, you know, sometimes you can be be jealous of somebody's gift, but, you know, God has given them that gift just like he's given you gift and you gift. Everybody's got their own gift. So you can't cover it. Oh, boy, I wish I was like that. In a way, I wish I could, you know, do some of the things, some of the some of the fire that's in him when he speaks. But what's going to happen, and here's what I believe the connection is, because we imparted to them and they imparted this. And the connection is this. I don't think that our our, our prayer, I, I mean, I, I think that we pray. We pray at our home and we pray. We come in here and we pray corporately. But like, I would like to see our Wednesday nights just get so much on fire. Know, just come in here when you go to their prayer meeting in Branson there it's like you just you don't have to you don't have to make anything up you don't have to do anything you just walk in and boom 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 boom, boom and it just flows it's like smart bombs like Chuck said just going on 
and it's such a flow. And, and like she said, like my wife said, it doesn't take anything to come into that. And I'm not saying they're better, but they have a portion. We have a portion. So one of the portions we, we're giving out, we encourage them. And we both came into agreement with the altars of fire that, that Carolyn talked about. And those fires are going to come here, and they're going to be here. And I'd like to see our prayer, and that's my desire in my heart. And like Kim said, our desire and our heart for everybody here is for the gifts to flow. I want every single one of you gifts to just flow. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed with Vicki. I mean, her gifting is phenomenal. I couldn't go anywhere without Vicki, you know, because she's just so phenomenal, so, so discerning. And she's got those those flags, and then you then you got Kim. She's got, you know, she walks in the office of a prophet, and when it hits, it just hits. And that's each and every one of us here. So that's what they imparted to us. So I just want to encourage you that you know, get yourself more involved. But you get yourself more involved with prayer on Wednesday night. I'm not trying to condemn anybody if you don't come Wednesday night and pray. That's that's not my intent. My intent is that. I want us to make us a house of prayer in such a way that there's just fire here every Wednesday night and just praying and coming in and everybody's got prayer on their heart and they have a desire just to pray. And, and even if we don't necessarily come in, in here on Wednesday nights and pray, you know, it's, it, we come together. And when we come together, the good thing about this group and the group that God has given us here is when we come together, we let, this, we let the movement of the Spirit move among us. And we just let it rip, tater, chip, like Mo says. Anyhow, that's what I got from Branson. Oh, hey, and I want to, I want to, I want to speak a couple scriptures to you, okay? Okay. And, okay, so Second um, Samuel 7, 11 through 12, and it says, The Lord declares to you that the Lord will establish a house for you. I will raise up an offspring to succeed you who will come from your own body. I will establish his kingdom. And that's in 2 Samuel. And then in Psalms 90, 17, and it says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon you and establish his work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And that's the scripture I got for you. Amen. Who's next? Oh, you're next. Yes, okay. I'm next. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Missouri uh, blessed me a lot. Um, Kim gave out uh, gifts. One of my gifts I got was the fire stoker. And uh, for me, I feel like it's a prophetic act that the Lord was telling me because I'm in a season of my life at the moment where the Holy Spirit is just churning up and blaze and turning my heart ablaze and is putting me on new paths for him Amen. and uh whenever we were up there i got to see a lot of movements of god i i wanted to share a couple of them one of them is we were at this meeting and it was turning in it was a prayer meeting and it was turning into a someone giving a sermon and i saw somebody in a moment's notice turned what he was preaching and direct it back to we're here for God. We're not here to share our own ideology about how we can reach God, but we're here seeking the hem of the garment. We're here searching for God. And it was an awesome and powerful experience. And then on that Wednesday, when we were there uh, at their prayer meetings, um, it was very powerful. The Lord spoke many words to all of us here and the word i didn't get i what i heard from the holy spirit wasn't from any of them it was just being in the presence of the god and god told me i want you starting in august to have a prayer service that's solely for me and it's going to be called seek my face saturday and it's going to be at seven o'clock and there's no agenda I'm going to have a scripture for us. I have one or two songs, and then we're just going to pray. Whatever the Holy Spirit does will be on the Holy Spirit. There's no agenda, just seeking the face of God and seeing what God wants to do through our people. 
Okay, what, what day is that? Saturday. It'll be on Saturday. I'm going to start it up on August 6th. August 6th. Right, we do the, the fruit of the spirit, and we're together mm -hmm. in fellowship, and that'd be great. That evening, I'll have, I'll start that, and it'll be every Saturday is the plan. Every Saturday. Every Saturday through August, and then I will reevaluate it with our pastors and go from there. Amen. 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 So. Amen. Thank you, Andy, Deborah. Oh, Vicky. Vicky. Go, Vicky. Go, Vicky. You're good at getting me up here. I'm not even looking at my own. You're not with that mic. Okay. What I got out of it, um, I was dealing with myself. And just out of a little bracelet, he showed me. You can't do things on your own. You have to have help. Yes. Sorry. Um, so Kim doesn't even know it. But she gave me a shirt that said unity on it. And, and I looked up some, uh, it says a condition of harmony, the quality or state of being made one. I was told that um, God was proud of me, even if I wasn't proud of myself. Ah. And that I would leave Missouri changed, and I, did, I was wrecked. <laughs> I you was wrecked. wrecked, yeah. But yeah. you don't realize that shirt you gave me. And I was going to bring it, but I forgot it. I was running late this morning. But um, I'm, I've always been one to, I can do it. I can do it on my own. I don't need any help. But <laughs> I found out I do need help. Yes. And we Amen. need to be together, yes. family. Yes. Oh. Amen. Yes. <laughs> you go, girl. Yes. You're up, Buttercup. Get up there, Buttercup. I don't know if I want that either. But... Is this going to be long? No. <laughs> so, I have it all written down because sometimes I can't. You got this one. Amen. I got this wonderful shovel. Yes. Do you only imagine what this is for? You know, sometimes we don't know exactly what God has planned for us. So, uh, I learned that I'm going to be a shovel. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I grew up, I'm Baptist preacher's daughter. Very strict, very religious. You know, I had a lot of religious bondage, which the Lord had to break off of me, which took many, many years. I hate religion. I despise it. I hate the spirit of religion. And he knows that. So here I go. We talked a lot about ashes represented in the Bible. There's two things that represent it. It's grief, for grief and for repentance, which Gloria talked about today. So I think we're going to be shooting for repentance today. Amen. Okay, I'm the shovel. And this is the word that God gave Kim for me. You clean out the old to bring in the new. You bring out the old to make sense of the new. Old fire ashes have to be cleared away to make room for the new fire, for the new day. So you are in the new preparation, but with remembrance of the old ways. For I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not remove the ancient landmarks the memorials, but do not live there and linger. Remember, but know, I do a new thing. Religion and religious mindsets keep us locked in looking back at yesterday and yesteryears, but my mercies are new every morning. And behold, I am doing a new thing. Old religious mindsets, looking back, 
have no tolerance for new journeys, new paths, new, new, new. <laughs> so, yeah, shovel out the old ways, shovel them away. Remember not lingering and staying in the new in what I am about to do. You are like, meaning me, a newsboy hmm. with a Sunday paper, reading the headlines to alert people to the new of the day. Yesterday's news is already ashes. They're in the fire. Hmm. Shovel them away. God gave me some scriptures. Exodus 27, 3. Make pans for the greasy ashes and make shovels, bowls, hooks, and fire pans. All this equipment is to be made of bronze. Also in Malachi 4 and 3, and I would suggest reading the whole chapter of Malachi 4, also Malachi 3 and 4. Then you will trample on the wicked there will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. The word from the Lord while at the prayer meeting Wednesday morning, which there were everybody from different churches there, and there was a little old man, a little old woman, which reminded me a lot of Ronnie and Gloria. And they gave everyone, we were all in a circle. They gave every one of us a word. The little lady did, I don't remember her name, but a very sweet little bitty lady. And she got to me and she says, precious, 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 precious. You, are, you have a soft heart. Don't worry about getting your heart hurt. I have your heart in my hand. The other lady, which was Angie, came along behind her. She basically gave me the same word, so that was confirmation. Well, I found out there are over 100 verses in the Bible that talk about softening the heart. One of them is in Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I have put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Thank you, Father, for the soft heart. Also in John 12, 39 through 40. Therefore, they could not believe for again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Father, I ask you to remove all blinders from your people and soften all hearts of your people yes, in God. Jesus' name. Amen. They will turn and we will turn yes. from our evil ways. This morning, the Lord told me this. This is the word he gave me. Each time is a package deal. And I thought, okay. Because <laughs> I get really strange words sometimes. I said, okay, each time is a package deal. Well, I started looking it up. A package deal refers to multiple trades or transactions that must all be executed together at the same time. So each time, each of us implements our individual packages, which are these. We launch our arrows that are executed together to hit the mark on the spot. So that's why God brought us together to do this. Amen. Amen. Amen.
I see a song singing. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. I don't need a mic. I think I'm loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write anything down. Uh, basically, because the Holy Spirit will just, yes. I'll just let it flow. Uh, first of all, I want to honor you too. Thank God for you. Yes. Um, the trip was just what I needed. It was amazing. I had um, went to Chicago, as y'all know, and um, beautiful. I think I spoke to it about with some of you. Um, but when I came back, I was in this weird place. Um, I wasn't sad. Um, I wasn't hurt. I wasn't angry. I was just consecrated, and I wondered why it was a weird, very uncomfortable uh, place for me. Uh, usually, I, the Lord lets me know what's going on. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never, but He just took everything, and um, I was uncomfortable. Uh, I was in prayer. I, I didn't talk really to nobody. Oh, you did, and I couldn't. Um, but it was in preparation for the trip, is what he let me know afterwards. Um, you know, uh, it's always powerful, and I'm always so grateful when I know that I hear from God. And when I went to Missouri and I met these beautiful people, young and old, full of the Holy Ghost, on fire for God. Um, everything that the Lord had been speaking to me, I got to see it in play. Mm. I was blown away. Mm. I mean, blown away. It wasn't so much the sound of praise. It was the sound of prayer. Yes. These people prayed. These plain people. Some rich, some poor, but you wouldn't know it the way they looked because they all looked the same. They all sound the same. They all came from the same. When I walked into the room, and I don't get this very often, my spirit leaped. I mean, stood up that I knew I was with the people of, I'm telling you, with the remnant of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. These people prayed like nobody's business. And it wasn't that it was loud, because it wasn't like me. It wasn't that they were loud. It was the power that they carried when they prayed. When they spoke to us, they put us in a circle, they began to pray for us individually and they begin to, to speak things into our lives and I'm telling you I needed to have been filled because sometimes you pour out you pour out you pour out you give 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 and that's who I am but sometimes you need to be poured into yeah, and this is what happened on my trip I was poured into Amen. Yes. I knew that I knew that I knew that I hear from God and the word same words that he's given me it's, it's all, it was confirmation. It was so powerful. It was so beautiful to see these people on fire from, for God from my age and younger. Because you had young, you had some young men, you had some old men, but they all sound the same. The one, one older gentleman prayed for me, and I could literally feel myself go up. The power of God that they carry. It is no excuse for us not to carry that same flame. That's right. yeah. It's no excuse. Come on. Yeah. It's a sacrifice. They get up every morning at 6 a.m. and they pray together in unity. It's wonderful. I know y'all pray. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. They pray in unity together. It was one sound. It was beautiful. They bring heaven on earth, what we're supposed to do. And that was the beauty, the beauty of it was the sound. Plain people that you see on the street that you, ne I never would have, I never would have guessed it. But when you, when they begin to pray, that one sound, that one mind, the power of God fell, heaven actually fell on earth for us. And that wasn't just that meeting. It was every meeting we went to. Every. The power of God. And they could just say, he, 
What was his name? Chuck. Chuck could say something. And, and, and he could just revelate word. Amazing. And not only was he on fire, but his wife was on fire. And then I was able to hear somebody prophesy into somebody. And I was able to turn up, well, it didn't really turn around. When he began to speak, I began to ask God, who is this man? This man hears from God because everything he was saying to this gentleman, I was hearing myself. My ear was on fire. And later on, well, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me during the, the, the meeting. And later on, I began to tell him, I was able to speak to him and tell him, you're a prophet. And he knew it and he cried. And he said he had prayed. He said, you're all over my prayers, ma'am. He said, I had prayed and asked God to send somebody to confirm in me who I was in God. And I was able to do that. I was able to activate him, which is what we're supposed to do. And it was powerful. It was unbelievable. From that day forth, things began to happen. And when we met on the last day, he began to tell me how things was happening. And how even though he had this gift, he really hadn't walked in it like he could. And he's, and he's a nurse. He, he's an anesthesiologist, I think, for heart, heart patients. Smart man. And when I met this man, I didn't see nothing but a man. But when he began to speak into this man's life, I knew who he was. Again, my spirit leaped. God is separating the wheat from the tares today. That's what's happening. And your spirit should leap when you meet like-minded like people. It should leap. That's how you're going to know the difference. That's the mark. That's the mark. God revelated that to me in Missouri. That's the mark. Because your spirit should leap. You should know one another, not by face, not by color, not by, not by how much money you have or how poor you are. Your spirit should leap when you recognize each other in the spirit. I never even looked at that man. But when he began to speak, my spirit leaped because I knew he was like-minded. I met a lady like that. I just hugged her. She didn't prophesy to me. I didn't prophesy to her. We hugged walking out. And she said, I know you. That's what it's supposed to be like. That's what it's supposed to feel like. So I'm not here to condemn nobody. I'm telling you, change me. It made me look at me. Yes. Who prays all the time who God speaks to, to step it up, Kim. It made me look at me. I'm telling you, I want all of them. They made me want all of God, mm -hmm. even the more. Mm -hmm. They let me know that it's more, which I already knew that it was, but they made me know that it's more. Amen. So much more, so much more. They, I kept seeing a big, gold vase full of oil, I was telling him. And that's what they poured into me. I'm overflowing today Amen. because I know it's more. We should want more people. You gotta want it. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm looking at old people. I'm telling you, these were older people that prayed for me. These are older people that spoke into my life. And they had the fire of God like a 20 year old. They, I'm telling you, it's like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. And God began to speak to me and let me know these are the remnant. These are the people that I'm calling for that I'm going to pick up when I come back. This is my church. This is what you look like. And it, it began to speak to me. And I began to understand in some places I don't look like that. Help me, Father, to look like this. Help me to walk in this. Help me to seek you the more. And when I pray, don't just pray. Father, help me this and that and that. Pray. They pray. Mm -hmm. They seek God. You can't seek him and he not come. You can't pray. You can't, you can't be near the fire like that and not get burned. 
I question people that sit under the fire and can't get burned. You're supposed to be on fire. Those people set us on fire. Yes, they, they changed each one of our lives differently, but the same. And I'll never be the same. Never. Ever. So if I come in here running around, you know how I am, but I mean lapping, you're going to understand it because I'll never be the same. Amen. I'll never be the same. Amen. I want all of God in every way. Yes. And I thank God for, the, for, 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 for you guys bringing me and allowing me to be in that place. It was beautiful. Beautiful. And I thank God for it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then we're going to stand up and just pray over us as a congregation, those of us that went. And uh, we are believing that God is establishing this is a house of prayer, establishing this is a place for kingdom work where he is glorified and he has his way. And um, we're going to another, a new place, a new place. He told me this morning, he said, we've had some shifts, but now is the shift of all shifts. Thank you for listening to the Restoration Church Podcast. If you would like to watch our message live or looking for more information about our church, visit us. Follow us on Facebook, Restoration Church.